Wearing a men's warehouse outfit makes you confident, like you could do anything. So you dance like no one is watching, even though everyone is watching. Because of the men's warehouse outfit, you interview like the job is already yours because it is. Because of the men's warehouse outfit, you golf as if the rules don't apply to you because you're too well-dressed for rules. Because of the men's warehouse outfit. At Men's Warehouse, get measured, get fitted, get hot, get confident in everything from tailored suits to underwear and all the stuff in between. Love the way you look at Men's Warehouse. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Here we go then. I'm going to kick us off with that introduction. Ah. <clears throat> uh... Hello. You did a vocal. Let's start the podcast like this. You did a vocal warm up before our gig together this week. I did. Yes. Do you have a problem with that? <laughs> no. I just think the listeners would be pleased to know that you do vocal warm ups. So you do you do your other one, and then we'll start the podcast. Okay. So these are the ones that I do. Why I O U A? Do you want to know why I do a vocal warm up? Because you're a pretentious. T- no, it was because I could feel a slight dryness in the throat creeping in. It's probably audible. What I have to do is just remember to warm up before gigs, and then I'm less likely to lose my voice. Okay, Happy take it now? away. Oh, delirious. Mm-hmm. Hello, and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, Matt Ford. Shabba. And me, John Richardson, this is the podcast where we follow the highs and lows of the FPL teams of some of the country's funniest people. Joining us on the podcast this week is a very special guest. She's by far the best FPL player we've had on the show so far. It's Sky News presenter and currently 4,652nd in the world, Sophie Ridge. But before that, let's deal with the psychological hell that was this last game week. And as you said, John, we gig together. The listeners know that one of us had to wear a tutu at that gig. Who was it? It just the tension will be driving people mad. I mean, <laughs> you just can't tell. Is it the guy who was 12-2 up going into this week? Or is it the guy who inexplicably put Cristiano Ronaldo not just on his bench, but third on his bench? The, well, I mean, zero chance of being called upon. Well, not zero, but I guess close to zero. So the problems are, I'm... Just going to be honest about this. I didn't realise that the... In fact, you told me when we were in the car the other day. You were mm. like, why have you got him third on your bench? I was like, what? You're like, yeah, like the position on the bench. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm doing my voice, are you? So I moved it. I'm a voice artiste. I've warmed up now. I can lean into <laughs> this impression. Vocal you have to move him over to the, the left-hand side. I was like, oh, damn it. Now, a lot of people giving me stick on social media this week for not captaining Salah. That was a forfeit from the previous show. Yes. Not I thought you vice-captained him, though, you little snake. Look, that was within the rules. There was no rules on vice-captain. I think captain is a form, vice-captain is a form of captain. I think that that's implicit. covered. That was not yeah. in Do you know, I'll tell you what, you're lucky wording. you're so bad at this, it didn't count and it didn't matter. Well, can I just say that there were some positives for me this game week. Really? Bowen. I signed him and he scored 11. Yes, excellent. Well, do, you know, 
frustratingly, I was going to bring in Jared Bowen for Ben <laughs> and I didn't because you've got him. The same for Cancelo. I don't want our teams to be the same. Um, so I haven't signed either of those players. But Bowen was an excellent. But let me tell you this. Your decision to bring in Jared Bowen, who mm-hmm. brought you in 11 points, meant that I had to do a little bit more digging around. And I brought in Bernardo Silva, who scored 15 <sighs> points. So actually, <sighs> even the good things that happened to you lead to better things for me. I guess that's why we're friends. I hope so, yeah. And long may that continue. Uh, so anyway... I had to perform in a 2-2 mm-hmm. the other night in Bradford, of all places. Um, uh, and you know what? I felt a bit awkward walking on in a pink 2-2. I kept it on for the whole gig. Yeah, all seven minutes. Come on, it I did 45. Was wearing it for all three laughs. <laughs> I did a tight 45. But once I'd sort of addressed it at the start, I just cracked on. I don't think it affected the gig either way, do you? No, I have to say, and it pains me to say this, you were excellent. You were very funny. And anyone with a ticket to see Matt Ford on tour, dressed however he chooses, uh, is in for a treat. It was I laughed a lot. It was fantastic. And that's new stuff. You know, that's not polished. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Delighted to see your uh, new way of crowbarring in your Ed Miliband and Tony Blair impression. You scumbag! Absolutely. You scumbag! <laughs> I was sat there, like, I was, just, I was just about to go. You can get tickets at mattford.com slash live. Turns to the left, jokes to the right. Oh, I should have known, you rattlesnake. Oh, yeah, oh. absolutely. The, the setups are new, but the voices are. Oh, there's some new ones in there. Also, you were very good. No, I wasn't, but I'll take it. And the point is we raised a lot of money for a food bank. A courtesy, not just of the performers, but the, the guys at the Peacock in Bradford who came down and made curries entirely at their own expense, which they handed out for free and allowed people to donate what they wanted. And, you know, by the end of the gig, I, I detected a certain sexual uh, relationship between the two of you. We started off both of us. Now we're not going to eat because we've got a gig to do. Yeah. By the end, you were going back for more and more of that <laughs> was, uh, chickpea yeah. curry. Oh man, vegan curry! You've got to go if you're in the Bradford area. If you're in Yorkshire, get to the Peacock in Bradford because that that chickpea curry tastes meaty, and I mean that as a real compliment. It was you so silky. It like it's got lamb in it. <laughs> I uh, I had a curry for my tea this evening. I oh, ordered yes. it in. I forgot to order poppadoms. I've never done that before in my life. It's one of the worst decisions I've ever made. I don't know how it happened. It's still not as bad a decision as your choice to put Ronaldo on the bench. So let's return to that. Oh. Now, you, 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 your WhatsApp message is unbroadcastable. You did what you have done immediately because this is something we've discussed a lot. It's happened a few times and you always say, the app is a, and then a a, a, a a gross swear word. And you did the mm. same this week. You blamed the app. What the do you app. mean? What do you mean? Okay. Everyone who checked their team on... So, firstly, this is Police. the problem. I get a load of stick for doing my admin early in the week. So now mm-hmm. I'm like doing it Saturday morning, right? I log in on Saturday morning. It says Ronaldo had a 75% chance of not playing. So 75% like, chance of playing. Oh, was it? Yes, mate. A three and oh. four chance of playing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the, the 
you know, that's that's the headline problem. I spoke to a friend in our league this week, um, and he said, "Why is why is Fordy put Ronaldo on the bench?" And I said, "I just, I honestly don't know, mate." And he said, "It's getting to the point as a listener of the podcast where you start to think it's rigged, and that the gag is that he's bad, and he makes decisions like that. That noise then just proved to all our listeners that you are a combination of incompetent and just really bad. What <laughs> if he was injured, and it said on the app that he was injured? Which is basically what the app was saying, right?" Then you'd have said, why didn't you check the app? Why was you admin early? You know, you should if you'd have checked. I want to go back to the very the very dawn of this podcast. I think what was it, week two or three? We were joined by Richard Osman. We had a lengthy conversation about the powers that be, the team that run the app, and this this idea that there's no there's no sixty eight percent, there's no ninety three percent. They just put any minor injury, illness, a knock, seventy five percent chance of playing. And he said they always end up playing unless they get rested anyway. So it's an it's a nonsense. And we both sat there and nodded away. That didn't seem to sink in. Let me take you back to more recent history. Two weeks ago, when a kindly listener reached out to you on Twitter when you made the same mistake and explained to you in very simple terms that if you leave the player in your team and they don't play, they will automatically get subbed for someone on your bench anyway. So you have nothing to lose by leaving them in if they are a valued player, a £12 million player in a week where you cannot captain Mo Salah. Even that didn't go in. And that was two weeks ago. John, what you have to bear in mind is that I'm a novice, right? Talk us I'm through learning. the rest of your team then. Talk us through who you captained in place of uh, Mo Salah. I captained Vardy. Yes, and talk us through what sort of a week he had. <laughs> I'm inviting you to speculate on whether the curse is back. Well, but the curse was enforced, wasn't it, by not being able to captain Salah? Well, I, I just made a rational decision. Salah did not have a good game week. So there, there were players in your team who scored as much. You have Antonio. He got five points this week. You yeah. had, as you say, Jared Bowen you could have captained. He Imagine. scored double what Salah yeah. did. So, you know, you, you, you had other options. You went for Jamie Vardy, who was... Benched. Benched and did the worst possible thing, which has come on towards the end for the minimum possible. I mean, you scored two points for your captain, which is double what he scored, which is one. I mean, that couldn't be worse, could it, really? Well, I, I was tempted to captain Reese James and he scored zero. So that yes. would have been worse. So, in a way, at least, you know, I'm two points better off than I was and all the points count. But yes, I mean, we were together. We were in the car trying to get commentary of the Leicester game and, and you were just, you were just delighted. Oh, I was delirious with happiness, absolute joy. Um, I mean, just the minute the news came in, I, I took great pleasure in sliding you my phone and, and the news that Vardy was on the bench. Um, <laughs> Bjorn has tweeted to say, please, Matthew, take James out. I've had him for a while. He's been my fallback plan at the back. Since you put him in, he's been a disaster. He says, please, I'm begging you. I'll even do your next forfeit. Ooh, like forfeit offsetting. You could offset your forfeit to Bjorn, and uh, all you've got to do is take Rhys James out. Uh, Davio says, I wonder if Rhys James knows he's fallen under the curse of Matt Ford. What do you think? Are you going to take him out and, and let no, Bjorn but, take a forfeit? No, of course. I can't I can't start getting bullied by the listeners. You know, I'm being what? buffeted, you know, hither and thither. What's the fave? <laughs> <laughs> hither and thither. Hither and thither. Hither and thither. Hither and what? Thither. You're skating over the pronunciation because you're not sure. Thither. Hither and thither. Thither. Isn't hither it? and thither. 
It's oh, now you make me doubt there. myself. Here's what that, a Okay, let's, say, let's go with here and there, because that's basically what it means. In various directions, especially in a disorganised way. Hither and thither. I always thought it was hither and thither. I, I mean, it's... the curse has even extended to old phrases. So, so you're on tongue. No, oh, so. You know, I cut my tongue a couple <laughs> of months ago. Did I tell you about this? Like you have your hair cut. <laughs> I was cutting my That was during lockdown, man. Loads of people did that. Anyway, I cut my tongue on a um, on a yogurt lid. I licked it. It was foil, right? And it had, it had torn down the middle, so it's got that serrated edge. And I can't just see yogurt and not lick it. I'm like, that's waste. <laughs> I licked it, and it was like a bread knife going through the edge of my tongue, right? And it squirted blood out. Now, your tongue, I'm sure you know this, full of blood. So it's just gushing. And I had a Zoom meeting, uh, and... I thought I'm going to have to get stitches in my tongue. It was appalling. The blood was just... And every time I smiled, you know, when, like, <laughs> drunk old ladies' lipstick goes onto their teeth. I looked like like a glamorous like woman in her 70s. Just from time to like, I, I had done... Um, what the hell? Uh, I had ice cubes wrapped in a tea towel, because that's what mm. they said to apply pressure to it. And then someone said, are you okay? I said, I've, I've cut my tongue. I said, oh, God, you know, have you done that? And I didn't have time to think of, I mean. Oh, were you out of the house? No, no, this was over Zoom, but they could sort of think that. You know, the blood was just gushing into my mouth. Oh, you were doing one of your yogurt Zooms, where you invite <laughs> a paying audience to watch you eat yogurt. If I could monetize me eating yogurt, you bet you I'd do that. I mean, who wouldn't? What's your favorite yogurt? I've always liked black cherry, but you inspired me. This week, when you gave your daughter mince meat, as in the, the mince pie filling, in the um, porridge, I've been thinking I about did. that. I've been thinking about that, and I've ordered some mince meat on my weekly shop this week. I'm going to do it. Mince pie porridge? Yeah. I just thought it was such a great idea. How much were you putting in, by the way? Oh, just just a ladle. Yeah. Um, I put in like a, a small dessert spoon into a full yeah. bowl of porridge. It's not, you know... And then I pour a bit of Sambuca on top, set fire to it, and slide it down the kitchen worktop to her. That's that's what we do in our mornings. That's how we get going. Well, as we're talking about dressings and condiments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so excited for this, the first and only appearance. So we have two new features this week, Mo Salad Cream and Cancelo Culture. <laughs> this is the inaugural... Do you want to do them back to back or... What what do you think is the possibility that even by mentioning Mo Salah and naming a feature out of him, he's had his worst game week for what a, a couple of months now? I, I mean, six points he scored this week. Not not a popular game week for him. No, um, but that's that's where the jeopardy's gone with FPL. At least you know nobody else has had a good week because you know literally everybody else in the league, apart from those who captained Jamie Vardy from the bench, have had a, a, as bad a game week as you. It, it's still. I'm, I th- I'm thinking about not captaining in one week. Well, anyway, let's I think get that's into it. It's a real it. bonus for our show because all the other shows are reactive. We're proactive. We actually affect what happens. You can make your FPL decisions based on the people we talk about. You can. That's you true. Can, you can't do that on any other show. Any Sky Sports News aren't giving you that. James out, Cancelo out, Mo Salah out, and I'm 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 not entirely sure about this, but I'm pretty sure Sophie Rich has all three of those players in her team. So we'll ask her later. We will. 
But let's crack on with, and this is very exciting, Mo Salad Cream. This is the part of the show where I um, give you a weekly fact about dressings. So, here is today's dressing fact. According to a 2002 survey for the Association of Dressings and Sauces in the United States of America. Old data. People who like horseradish are the most family-oriented of any group and consider themselves more creative than other condiment connoisseurs. Being family-oriented, it makes perfect sense that horseradish epicures are most likely to be extroverted and prefer social activities. Isn't that well, interesting? Let, let me cut through that fact straight away. I would say it's a very basic thing that people who like horseradish um, make Sunday dinners because you only have horseradish with a Sunday dinner. So if you have big Sunday dinners, that in itself is quite a family-oriented thing to do. And therein lies the link and the end of this interest in the fact. Well, this is the problem is you're trying to retrofit the logic. And what you're saying is that somehow people then buy horseradish because they then want to like their families. I'm on the no, website no, I'm not saying that. of the Association of Dressings and Sources. And I can tell you <laughs> other you facts. Really? Yeah. So Are you? I'll tell you what. What's your favourite sauce? Let's do it that way. I'd have to say uh, the one I use the most is a, is a sort of Tabasco or an Encona hot sauce. That's the one I like the most, or a Sriracha, something like that. It says here hot sauce Sriracha. Do you want, to, do you want me to tell you the... Uh, yes. If you're a man aged 18 to 34 living in the South or West, you probably prefer hot sauce to all of the condiments. You likely have three bottles of it on hand and are a competitive risk taker. Nearly half of the... Ho- nearly half of the... Why can't... Nearly half the hot sauce lovers survey prefers social activities such as hanging out with friends or family over all other activities. These guys are probably the life of the party. Hot sauce lovers rated themselves as more happy, ambitious, spontaneous and risk-loving than other condiment users. However, some of them are negative little pricks. <laughs> it has to be said that applies to hot sauce lovers between the age of 18 and 34. Ooh, a loophole. What I enjoyed about your ability to mispronounce the word hot sauce there is the idea that 39 years of saying hither and tither instead of thither, all those H's, now that they've been let free of the curse, just all came out at once. Oh, hot sauce. <laughs> okay, well, that's been it for most salad cream. I'll be honest, I'm on the fence. We'll, we'll await listener feedback. Um Okay, well, let's get on to Cancelo culture. Yes, great. Um, and what what is remind the listener, not me. I know I love this podcast, and I'll listen straight back to it. What exactly was Cancelo culture? Each week, I'll put three quotes to John Richardson. One of them is something that João Cancelo has actually said. The other two are false. It is up to John and indeed all of you playing at home to guess which is the correct quote: A, mm-hmm. B, or C. You ready? Okay. Yes, please. Okay, let's play. Cancelo culture. Quote A. So I'll give you the three, and then you've got to tell me which one is the one he actually said. Here's your first quote. Mm -hmm. I came here to win trophies and to be coached by the best manager in the world. I really believe we can do special things here. Okay? Yep. Quote B. It was a great pass from Phil Foden. He's a fantastic player, and it was a fantastic pass. I'm not surprised about his pass. Quote C. For the life of me, I'll never understand why we let children into the cinema. 
They don't even watch the film. <laughs> they just sit there eating and talking, spraying food out of their chubby mouths that they noodle about on an iPad. They make a darned racket. If there was one rule I would change about life, it would be that you could discipline other people's children without fear of violent <laughs> retribution. That said, I did enjoy Clifford the Big Red Dog, and I'd like to thank everyone at BAFTA for the advanced screening. A quick question. Yep. Is this feature an opportunity to vent your less popular opinions and put them into the mouth of what seems a fairly decent chap? I'm afraid on Cancelo culture, you're not allowed to interrogate. I see. You are merely here to play the game. And any speculation can form part of your internal logic, but I am not duty-bound to respond. So you're all playing at home, was it? Was it quote A about the trophies? Was it quote B about Phil Foden? Was it quote mm. C, children in the cinema? Really don't want to get this wrong because I care so much. I think uh, there was too many uses of the word pass in the second quote. So I'm going to say that quote A is the real quote. <laughs> no, it was B. <laughs> too many uses of the word pass. Terrible logic. Terrible, terrible logic. You lose. Coming from the man who put Cristiano Ronaldo on the bench. Why must... Because the app told me he was injured. Yeah, all I did The intelligence. Follow the intelligence. Um, Read the quote again. The real quote was, it was a great pass from Phil Foden. He's a fantastic player and it was a fantastic pass. I'm not surprised about his pass. Right, okay. Um, Why? What are you doing? What are you doing? He said pass... What? Are you Googling it? I'm you are. I can hear you tippy-tapping away. Yeah. I'm not surprised at his pass. Phil Foden. So I'm on the Manchester City website. It was a great pass from <laughs> Phil. He is a fantastic player, and it was a fantastic pass. I'm not surprised about his pass. He's a great talent and has a lot of skills, but he's a nightmare to sit next to in the cinema. He crunches his popcorn too loudly, and he brings his kids. Well... There's no denying that. Fair play to you. Fair play to you. That's a wonderful feature. All of which leads us to the truth that it is 13-2 now in the league. If you want to see (laughs) pictures of Matt Ford in a 2-2 at a gig, I took some on the night. They are now on the At Comedians FPL Twitter page. Uh, The remaining forfeits are, a little update on those in case you think I'm going to forget, I'm not. You still have not handed anyone a signed copy of your book with the um, engraving Be Lucky on the inside. (laughs) True. You still have not had a pint with a duck. True. And you still have not sent us 12 pictures of your calves matching those in the Jack Grealis calendar. I just haven't had the time to do that. And, And obviously the book, again, with Omicron, you're like, and talking of COVID... This is the thing. That's what makes these forfeits hard. It also makes playing football hard. There's been a COVID outbreak at Tottenham Hotspur. You slick host, you. My goodness. Straight <laughs> Talking... into the news stories. In case you haven't noticed, listeners, what just happened there? We went from the week in FPL to the football stories of the week. <laughs> That's right, John. Talking of lethal viruses, various people at Spurs seem to have tested positive with it. Now, my concern with these footballers is mm-hmm. they've not had the vaccine. Because, you know, there's this whole conversation. We don't know whether these Spurs players have or haven't. But the whole conversation after the summer was that loads of footballers haven't had the vaccine because they're basically conspiracy theorists. Football managers have said there's a lot of conspiracy theories in the dressing room. Like They share this stuff. A lot of them right. are bought into the nonsense. I mean, I did wonder whether that's why they always cover their mouths when they're talking on the pitch because they might be like going, you know, jet fuel can't melt steel beams. 
like they're sharing conspiracy <laughs> theories and they don't want to be like, you know, you know aliens built the pyramids. And they, they don't want to like, they don't want to be outed for basically being like Piers Corbin. Aliens did build the pyramids. What are you talking about? It's not a conspiracy you know theory. I, mean, I, I mock that one. I'm open to it. What's the consp- Are there any conspiracy theories that you're into? I, I went through a period of just liking to argue with people. <laughs> you're still in make, that period, mate. I'd make outrageous claims at parties. Really? When I was, when I was 17, outrageous a lot of my friends were... Outrageous claims at parties! What, like, size, to... size and width? <laughs> Nothing that can be checked visually um, and immediately. What to make outrageous <laughs> claims at parties? What, what about? <laughs> what great thing to I say? I don't mean, like, about me. I don't mean, you know... I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, do you know, like a, an eight-year-old would go on holiday and come back to school saying, oh, yeah, you know, I had sex with three girls on holiday. And you're like, you're eight, and you went to Cornwall. Yeah. Um, the problem you know is, I, mean, so. I used to believe that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how. <laughs> I mean, like, on, on contentious issues. So, you know, like, um, I would just claim to support outrageous things just to wind people up, like the death penalty. I'd just go to a house party and claim to support the death penalty and then just argue with people for three hours and then go home. Oddly, <laughs> alone. Oh. Not, uh, not much of a sexual turn on that. <laughs> Who's the angry oh, elf in the corner? <laughs> Growing about the death penalty. I wish I'd known you in that period. Yeah, sadly, you missed out on the great days of John Richardson. But I'll tell you, someone who who did know me in that period is my friend Nick. Mm. He got in touch with me today. Oh, He said, are you near a telly? I said, I am near a telly, Nick, yeah. He said, uh, put the Moscone Cup on. <laughs> I popped the Moscone Cup on. Yeah. Do you know who's commentating on the Moscone Cup? No. Yeah, you do? No, I don't. Vinnie Vandervite. What? Commentating on the Moscone Cup. What so, are you talking about? Here's a little clip of uh, some commentary from the Moscone Cup and see if you recognise this voice. I'm really a fan of this part of the game myself. I mean, it's just great to see these playing sh- players showing their entire arsenal, not just running out. They're showing kicks, they're showing great saves, they're showing knowledge. Wow. It's Vinny Van Der Veen. Vin, Vinny started moonlighting. Vinny's got a little breakout job. These players, these players are showing great knowledge. Vinny's getting more work out of this podcast than we are. <laughs> Did you see news from Friesland this week? No, what news from Friesland? So uh, two weeks ago during a, a game at Dundee Athletic, a ball was hoofed so violently out of the stadium it landed in the River Tay. Um, that ball travelled 408 miles uh, down the river into the ocean, was found on a beach in the Netherlands <gasps> in the district of Friesland. No way. And, uh, a woman called Esther tweeted, do you miss a football? We found one at the beach of Leland. Um, and it says the on the ball. <laughs> do you know, there's a bit where I thought, to do it, we and then did. I thought I lose my moral high ground <laughs> against Vinnie Van Der Veen. You went into it, you did it on tweeting. A woman has tweeted. <laughs> it's the fact that the first sentence is, "Do you miss your football?" Um, it's very difficult not to read that in the Dutch as intended. I'll um, just do it. Go for it. We're all behind do you, you. Do you miss your football? We found one at the beach of Lilland. This ball has travelled a long way. 
Um, oh. There it is. There, a picture of uh, presumably Esther's partner there on the beach um, holding a ball that says Dundee Athletic on it. It's a wonderful news story. Or it's two lonely people in Holland who bought a football and written Dundee Athletic on it crudely in red pen to get in the news. But either way, it's worked. I think it's genuine. I think it's real. And you know what I like about it? Back in the olden days, people used to do a message in a bottle. And that Sting. Was, yeah. My uncle did it. And the person wrote back years later. Is this really the same kind of... uncle who told you that he had things in his cellar? It is, yeah. Yeah, that he yeah. had that wonderful um, so, underground world of lemonade fountains and licorice. A little pinch of salt before the uh, bullshit of this bottle, wherever it ended up. People used to do that, didn't they? Messages in bottles. They threw a bottle into the trent, right? This is absolutely true. And it come back later, and it were up in space, and it had landed on the doorstep. Neil Armstrong, and he took it up into space. And that's a true story by Uncle Bullshit. You can't call him Uncle Bullshit. That's really bad. You can't. I'm laughing about it, so it's obviously fine. Everyone's got... In fact, get in touch. Hello at CPFPL. Tweet us at ComediansFPL. Who is the, you know, who is the fantasist in your life? What great stories do you have? Just to... um... Just to ease the pressure on the listener, because obviously we throw out a lot of topics. Yeah. Are you saying that now you want people to email in with their the, the greatest lies and fantasies they've ever been told? Does that mean they can stop emailing in the the people they've seen have drunk the most Ribena? Uh, no. Are we calling well, that one now? Well, has anyone else been in touch? Um, we have it? got we have got an email in on Ribena um, to Excellent. to conclude Ribena Gate. This time is it the post? Lovely. Um, obviously, it's not for me to read it. I don't know if Vinny's back for the Moscone Cup yet. Okay. Um, will he be making an appearance this week or? Well, I've... oh, here he is, Vinny. Oh, Vinny, mate. <laughs> How was the um, Moscone Cup? Hey, guys, uh, great to be back on the show. Vinny Van Der I'm here to read your post and your tweet. And I guess you guys now know I've been doing a bit of commentary on the site. And I just mm-hmm. want to say thank you so much. This podcast has made me very happy and very successful. But I'm very loyal to you guys. No matter how big I get, I'm always here. It's Vinny Van Der to read your post and your tweet. Jack, Excellent. Your tweet. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I was in... Um, where is the Moscone Cup again? <laughs> it's at the uh, Alexandra Palace, I think. Yeah, I was there and uh, was enjoying it. I'm a multifaceted entertainment machine, and I'm being quite restricted in this role, but I'm happy for the big break, but I want to spread my wings. And commentary of the Moscone Cup allows me to spread those aforementioned wings. Lovely pun there, use of the phrase big break. Um, what, what's been your highlight moment of the Moscone Cup so far? And, and what um, what is it that appeals to you about nine ball pool ahead of the other forms? Well, it's quicker. And, you know, it's a different discipline to snooker, as you know. I just think it's a great event. And I think, you know, it's like the Ryder Cup, but for nine ball pool. And uh, I just think that's great. Why are you chuckling away there? It's like, uh, you got a problem with me or something? Just wanted to have a word with Matt later on about how you managed to type with a puppet on his hand. But, um, yeah, very, very impressed with... What are you suggesting? I'm not suggesting anything. 
um, Vinny. Now, perhaps you'd like to read some correspondence. Matt, Matt's called an end to the uh, Ribena saga. After we, I, and I have to say thanks all to the listeners because we've been absolutely bombarded by both your emails on the <laughs> subject of how much Ribena you've ever seen someone drink, which amazing. You know, I guess when you open up a topic as virile as that, you're bound to be flooded with responses. Um, so, Vinny, perhaps you'd like to read the second yeah. And final email on this subject of, and I, and I can't believe I'm saying this, how much Ribena you've ever seen someone drink. <laughs> you know, I really love this topic. And I got to say, I'm not just a part of the show. I'm a fan of the show. And I really like the fact that, you know, you've got top FBI. I love it when he goes Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I also just like... The kind of, you know, the shade issues, you know, you're talking about all this stuff and... The what issues, mate? I don't think you're not allowed to swear on this podcast. <laughs> the, the shade issues. No, so... please don't say it again. <laughs> okay, you know what I mean. I like the sort of random topics that also come into the FPL world that you guys have created. So this is the email from Sam Cook, yes? What do you use to eat with, a knife and a... Fork. Okay, fine. What? What was that? Was that some sort of little playground trick to try and catch me out? <laughs> Yeah. Is that one of these, like, uh, you know, were you born with happiness? What? Were you born with happiness? Was I born with happiness? Remember that? You don't remember that? In the, in the <laughs> playground? Were you born with happiness? <laughs> yeah. Remember this? We didn't do that one. Uh, do you know the worst one I ever fell for? My cousin Kim, I remember being in the park with her. She said to me, you look back. I mean, it just speaks to peer pressure. Yeah. It didn't even make any sense. At least some of them, like the happiness, yeah. you could understand. You're trying to make someone think you've said something normal. She yeah. said to me in the park, do you, um, do you like to lick it a cadet? <laughs> I said, what? She said, oh, you know, it's a thing at the moment, isn't it? Do you like to lick it a cadet? <laughs> I said, yeah. yeah of course. <laughs> She told everyone that I like to lick a dick a day. <laughs> oh, dear me. Right, Vinny, I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, you, we had an email from Sam Cook on the yeah. subject of, and I'll say it for a third time, yeah. the most Ribena you've ever seen someone drink. You're listening to the Comedians Playing FPL podcast. Yeah, and, and listening to you guys, you know the way you just knock off each other like this, or this licking dicking stage, whatever it was, <laughs> the English thing. This thing is so cool, you know? <laughs> anyway, you got great chemistry, you guys. So this is from Sam Cook. Hey, fellas. Hope you're both well. I like the manners. Anyway, fair to say you're both shy FPL. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> really changing a, gear there. This guy is a spicy fish. <laughs> you both, I'm not repeating it, but at least you're providing some shotted entertainment. Not Vinny. He should be put down. Oh, smart guy. I like yeah. this guy. You cannot rhyme him. Not in front of me, dude. You, you, you wish me dead in front of my goggly eyes. Taking from mesh reference to the gorilla downing five liters of Ribena, I recall back to university during a dark period where I'd been day drinking and we read about the gorilla. As a result, I downed one liter of undiluted lime cordial. <laughs> Which I'd argue is more acidic, strong, and awful to a human being than five liters of Ribena to a great ape. Your thoughts on this, please. In fairness, it did help dilute the half liter of vodka and the creative Budweiser. I drink any in the day. Cheers, Sam, a 23 year old university dropout. Okay. Well, Sam, I oh, hang on. I, I don't really feel uh, qualified. I mean, I, John, you, what do you touch on a liter of undiluted lime cordial? Well, from one university dropout to another, 
Um, I I wouldn't recommend drinking a liter of undiluted lime cordial. I can see the logic um, to thinking, well, I've drunk a lot of alcohol, so if I have the equivalent amount of mixer all in one go, then that sort of cancels out in my gut. But th- you know, that's sort of the same as saying, well, I was going to have a stew later. I can't be asked to make it, so I'm just going to eat an onion and then a packet of mince. And assume everything will turn out all right in my guts. Um, I would certainly agree that undiluted lime cordial is probably more acidic, strong, and harmful to a human being than Ribena. Oh sure, I mean, oh, oh sure, you <laughs> you need like a lot of garbage crunch in the morning, in the evening, mm. and throughout the night. And I, I think as well, the effect on your pee pee and your bum hole can be very, very bad indeed, because <laughs> that is going to kick on the way up, my friend. Talk to me about your bum hole. Um, well, I maybe, assume if any van de vie, yeah, people, people, what they they just reach up inside you and remove the uh, the excrement. No, I do. You would not believe this. I do massive shits, man. They're like <laughs> Jurassic Park. It's like a steaming pile, man. But uh, I guess this just it's it just turned into a sort of Mexican drug lord. <laughs> Sometimes it's like a steaming pile, man. I got to feed my family and my kids. So, you know, I got to sell what I got to sell, man. But I do big <laughs> Maybe I would just die of natural causes due to uh, internal problems with my digestions. And you don't have to put me in a blender this Christmas. Uh, do you know what? I've enjoyed our interaction this week, Vinny. Um, it's been good fun. And, and and can I just say on behalf of uh, the listeners who have previously been on my side, 13-2, only a couple of game weeks left before Christmas. Um, I, I, I'm starting to wonder if it wouldn't be for the best if you survived, but I will honour the commitment that I've made that if I do win every game week between now and Christmas, I will pop you in that blender. Uh, no, well, I kind of appreciate the sentiment at the start of your piece there. But uh, good luck getting your hands on me, because you ain't okay. going in no blender, not, not for you, not for nobody. <laughs> I travelled a lot, you bitch, don't laugh in my voice. He's, uh, he has grown in confidence since the Moscone <laughs> Cup kick. He's really got a, an attitude that he didn't have last week. He's, oh, he's, he's waddled off now. <laughs> yeah. Off to Off to do yeah. a Jurassic Park dump or something. <laughs> he just... Um, he just waddled off with a, a fresh roll under one arm and a, a copy of the Telegraph under the other. And just give, me, <laughs> give me a little wink. We are delighted to be joined by a very special guest. One of the best players of FPL in the world, comfortably in the top 5,000 worldwide, and one of the best broadcasters in the UK. It's Sky News' Sophie Ridge, manager of Sheffield Thursday. <laughs> Sophie! Share your amazing wisdom with us all, please. What an intro. One of the best FPL players in the world. I feel like I need to get that printed out somewhere. (laughs) What's the secret of your success? Um, (laughs) Being a bit of a nerd and being very, very, very competitive. Um, I think that's basically where it comes down comes down to. Who is it that you're competitive with? Because it has to be said, we we can't have you in our league because um, it would just be embarrassing every week being so far behind someone so who is it that you compete with that has driven you to be this good it's basically my brother it's classic (laughs) sibling rivalry um and the really tragic thing is i've never ever beaten him 
He can't be beating you now, though. He isn't beating me now, but he's catching me up quite quickly. And so it's just going to make it even worse when he eventually beats me at the end of the season. But it's mad that in the same family, this is like Nolan Liam Gallagher or Gary and <laughs> Martin Kemp. You're like, you've got two genius FPL players in the same family. <laughs> they must be so proud. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure my parents even know about this rogue obsession that we both have. <laughs> I'm not sure it's quite that cool either. But yeah, the sort of levels of hatred between you know, the Gallagher brothers are probably quite similar. <laughs> Leaving aside um, the shocking revelation that when Matt Ford is listing the most successful siblings of all time, second on that list is Gary and Martin Kemp, which I don't think any of us was expecting. Your team, for those who can't see it, so the key to FPL success this year seems to have been that those sort of wing defenders who are getting assists and keeping clean sheets. And a lot of us have come late. So Fordy signed Cancelo, I think, two weeks ago. Uh, yeah. Reese James last week. We'll talk to you shortly about the curse and Matt Ford's ability to make good players <laughs> turn absolutely terrible. But did you have that from the beginning? Your back four is Alexander-Arnold, Cancelo, Alonso and James. Is that where a lot of your points have come from? So I've had Alexander Arnold and Cancelo for a long time, but I actually had Chilwell, and then I just switched to the Alonso James more recently, and the double Chelsea defence, which actually I think Matt Ford may have ruined for me. So. <laughs> bringing the curse back oh no i mean so if you're a rational broadcaster you you report the news you hold the powerful to account surely you don't go in for this kind of voodoo nonsense there isn't a kind of magic curse is there well i'm just looking at my team now and alonzo and james have got me one point last week and i'm pretty sure chelsea defense was great before that so what's going on i can't think of any other rational explanation and are there any lessons from broadcasting or politics that you can apply to FPL? Yeah, being on top of the numbers, being prepared. And um, I think I think the kind of uh, like self-restraint at times, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Just so that people listening know, you've got 1,029 points. You are 4,652nd in the world out of nearly 9 million people. <laughs> It's just, it's, it's you are by far, and we've had Patrick Bamford on here, who's actually a Premier League footballer. I think you're doing twice as well as him. Like, I, I, I genuinely feel like I've met a holy person. It's almost like meeting the Dalai Lama or the Pope. I feel like I, I should be asking you better questions than I'm asking. Do you know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm trying to sort of access that expertise. Well, the, 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 the worst thing about fantasy football is, like, at the minute, I'm really frustrated by it. I'm really hating it because I was doing even better earlier in the season. I, I think I was like 1,200. I was like, wow, this is actually really good. And now I'm kind of kicking myself because I've been losing it a bit. Brought in Bardi has been great brought in the, these Chelsea defenders and you killed them off you know <laughs> oh man I, I mean so for you then what would be a good finish I know to be honest this I, I say that this is a good finish definitely for me like if I, if I, if I manage to maintain like this position then I'd be very happy and beat my brother <laughs> someone who's got maybe three or three Spurs players in their FPL team and is reading news of a COVID outbreak at the club. And one of those yeah. players is Harry Kane, who looks to all intents and purposes like he'll never score again. What What would you do? You've got to get rid of Kane. I just don't think he looks up to it at the minute. Yeah, I'm so gutted. I only brought him in to frustrate Matt Ford because Ford had him in from the beginning, stuck with him to, to a point where I, I think only Harry Kane's parents would have still had him in their FPL teams. 
and as soon as he got rid of him, I brought him in thinking, this is going to be hilarious. He's going to start banging him in. Now they've got Norwich coming up. It just hasn't happened. And you, you, there is a kind of madness to thinking, the minute I sell, then he's going to start scoring again. I think that is a madness, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> also, you're in a good position. You can do an easy switch, Kane to Ronaldo. I can't do that. I can't. Why have, not? I can't have Ronaldo. In my, I can't have any Manchester United players in my FPL team. And we ask uh, people every week: Do do you have? Are there any sort of no go areas for you, or any players you won't have? Well, I think this is another big tip: is to support a football team who are so far away to ever being in the Premier League. <laughs> Nottingham Forest. <laughs> that it doesn't actually matter. You have no. So I'm kind of completely. I don't really care when it comes to Premier League. So you're a Sheffield Wednesday fan. I am a Sheffield Wednesday fan. Yeah, which is why my team's called Sheffield. Wednesday. Oh no, it's a great play on words. We tend to get a gift for if players beat both John and I in a game week, and I'm absolutely confident that you will beat us both this week. We tend to get them a gift. Um, John lives quite near Josh Windass and sees him a bit, don't you, John? I do see, yeah, I see Josh knocking about. I see Barry Bannon every now and again. I, uh, oh, so uh, this is quite exciting. I'm trying to engineer a situation where I bump into Chris Waddle at the pub. I had a very exciting incident the other week where someone told me that they, they have seen Howard Wilkinson knocking around in the vicinity. Wow. And I should be trying to bump into him. But yeah, I can, um, I can maybe try and steal you something from a Sheffield Wednesday footballer. Could you actually? No joke. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> Let's do this. I'm, I'm intrigued what you come out with. TV, maybe? Or... <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if I turned up next week and just said, this is Darren Moore's DVD player. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that'd be pretty good. <laughs> Are there any ways that you would change the sort of mechanics of the game? You are, you know, you're clearly doing very well, but we've also had people suggest new chips or, you know, frustrations Ooh. that the, the deadline should be consistent every week because you might forget there's a Friday game. Are there any things within the game that you think, oh, we should bend that rule a bit or introduce that? Um, I definitely wouldn't change the deadlines because I think that basically, you know, if you're concentrating, then I prob- I might get rid of the captain's it. Ooh. Yeah. At the moment, it's really boring because it's just Salah every week. So yes, um, and also I kind of think that it's a bit of a roll of a dice. So you can get lucky with the captaincy, whereas I think most of the other decisions, you know, if you make the right decisions, hopefully you should get points from them. So I think I'm, I'd get I'd ditch the captain. Problem I've got with that is that's basically the only way I get any points. Not this week. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what I wanted to ask you. You know, in the app when it says. Oh, Ronaldo's got a 75% chance of playing. Yeah. Do you trust the app when it tells you stuff about injuries? No, not at all. No. I ignore the 75% stuff because half the time it's wrong. Yeah. Will you will you take that advice on board, Matt? Because you've been told that before and you've refused to listen. Now it's coming from Sophie. Are you going to listen? Yes, I am. But I was explaining this to John earlier, Sophie, that because I'm not very good at it, everyone's giving me advice. And in the end, I'm just sort of bombarded with, with sort of too much... You know, too many different voices. Yeah, you know, it's it's good logic. You know, like when you're perhaps driving a car and you've got to remember to stay in lane and indicate and use your windscreen wipers <laughs> when it's raining, so you end up just driving into a Tesco Metro. That's sort of Fordy's approach to FBL. I'm getting so much good advice. I've just the only way I can cope is to ignore all of it. Okay, it's too much stuff. Too, yeah. too much. Too much. You're in a well. um. You're in a, a a Sky News league. You're in a, a lobby league as well as it's called. Yeah. I could see that someone in that league has a team called Salad Cream. Now, would you say that's a simple pun that is worth naming a team after, or would you build an entire podcast feature about it? 
<laughs> I feel like this is a leading question. <laughs> Maybe. Um, what what exactly is the podcast feature? Well, it's 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 it, it, it's a great new feature <laughs> where each week I find an, a new um, fact about condiments. It's, it's an educational piece. It's kind of it's an explainer. So this week, if you're interested, uh, I'm not right, sure you are. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, you're going to do let's it go, twice. Well. It just we can't talk about it and then not share it with our um, guests. Oh. So, uh, according to a 2002 study for the Association of Dressings and Sauces in America, horseradish lovers are the most family orientated of any group and consider themselves then consider themselves more creative than other condiment connoisseurs. There you go. I really do quite like horseradish, actually. Yeah, it's very nice. And would you consider yourself family oriented and um, yeah, yeah extroverted? Yeah, I think so. Again, I, I, it's not for me to criticise the people at the whatever that is, the American Condiment Fact League, but um, it's the Association for Dressings and Sources. One of the few facts you've told us, Sophie, about yourself is that you are so good at FPL because you are driven to destroy your brother at it, and then you have the <laughs> cheek to call yourself family orientated. Well, I when am you're... family orientated because the whole focus is about trying to beat my brother so can't get more family oriented than that it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and genuinely um incredibly intimidated i mean you're just very 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 good at fpl and i look forward to seeing how it turns out and i when i saw your team i had this ridiculous moment of sort of being proud that rafinha was in there even just as a leeds fan thinking i'm glad that at some at some level, we are contributing to people being successful, even if yeah. it's not for Leeds United. Oh, yeah. Great player as well, though. So. And on an unrelated topic, you know, within the rules of FPL, if he were to leave in January and go to another Premier League club, what would happen there? He, You'd keep him in your team for the new club. Right. OK. Well. So he'd be... Yeah, still Rafinha would still be in your team. But I didn't. I didn't say it was a question about Rafinha. I was very clear that it was a question on an unrelated manner because Rafinha is <laughs> never leaving Leeds United. He's having a lovely time and he loves the city and he loves walking in the Yorkshire Dales and he likes going to Betty's Tea Rooms and he's never leaving Leeds United. <laughs> Sophie, this has been such a privilege. It really has been. Like I feel like um, we've, we've we've been asking the teacher a lot of questions today. If you'd be up for coming on again and just helping us out, oh, that'd be yeah. really appreciated. Like, definitely. You know, I'm a sort of political journalist who enjoys playing fantasy football. This is probably the coolest thing I've ever done, so I'm very keen <laughs> to do that. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. It was a real pleasure. Thanks so much. Cheers, mate. Really and appreciate it. I shall make it. sure I uh, wrap Barry Bannon's garden gnomes in a lot of bubble wrap. <laughs> so overexcited about it. <laughs> I think this is the coolest email we've had in, John. So, you know, we've got our two Texan listeners. Both in San Antonio. Yes. They've met up on social media. And this is even cooler. So this is from Sam Brownlee. He says, I thought this was pretty funny, but the suburb of San Antonio that I live in has a microbrewery called the Dodging Duck. It's called that because it's on a road next to the river with a ton of ducks. So literally every time I'm there, I'm having a pint with a duck. I've attached oh. a picture below. I'm going to see if Colin fancies a pint with a duck in the near future. So they're going to go. Our two listeners in Texas are going to meet up at a pub and be able to have a pint with a duck. I tell you what, if they have a pint of neat Ribena, I think that's such a neat conclusion that we have to cease doing the podcast. <laughs> I think that literally wraps up every strand we've got going. And we'll sort of, whenever that happens, we'll just disappear. You and I will cease to exist. I'm so so jealous. I mean, if we were Chris Evans and Danny Baker, we would chance <laughs> of flight now and we'd get out there with them. 
oh, I love that you are so immersed in a certain period of time in what you read and the YouTube videos you drunkenly fall asleep to. <laughs> your references are, I mean, Gary and Martin Kemp and the phrase, if we were Chris Evans and Danny Baker, it's such a, it's such a treat to be around. <laughs> it's true though, isn't it? I mean, okay, who's the modern Baker and Evans that would do mad stuff like that? I'm not saying there is one, mate. Um, I just, you know, it's just the speed with which it comes Are and the ten- knowledge that to charter a flight to San Antonio. Okay, like not now. But, like, if they said, oh, there's a, we're going to do it on a date in January, and you and I were both free, and we said, why don't we just go for two nights? If I could get there in a carbon-neutral manner, and I was allowed to go by my family, I mean, I'd struggle to get it by Lucy, brackets, why are you putting mincemeat in her porridge at Christmas, Beaumont, <laughs> if I said, hey, there's two people who listen to our show in Texas, me and Ford are going to go out and have a pint with them. I'll see you on Thursday. I mean, the lots duck of in, that, that could be the that could seal the deal. Oh, and the, the, some ducks we're gonna have a pint with. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have a pint with a duck and two guys we've never met who may turn out to be serial killers. Now, while we're wrapping up strands, youngest listener, yes, hello, Recon Forty. I wanted to enter my son Douglas, who turned nine this weekend, in the running for the youngest listener trophy. Whilst I'm agnostic about Vinny, Doug, on the other hand, is a massive supporter. I've never seen him giggle as uncontrollably as when Vinny makes an appearance on the pot. Anyway, I thought I'd attach his letter to Father Christmas, where his number one wish is for his very own Vinny. And he sent us a picture of the letter from Douglas. Dear Father Christmas, for Christmas, I would like a Vinny van der Veet puppet, the latest um, match of the day. Oh, what does Annual? that say? Annual, yes. The latest Guinness World Record book and a Fallout Boy t-shirt. Thank you for reading my letter, Douglas. Um, and we can see the address on there um i won't put the address out into the public but what i can tell you (laughs) (laughs) what i can tell you is he lives um close to where i grew up yes um, he does in lancaster so um why don't we why don't we get him let's do it and and i think we're going to go further i think we're going to get a vinnie van der feet and i I think there may well be a a message in there for douglas i think vinnie's going to write him a little note is he hmm I'm quite happy to drop it off. Oh, um, hang on a second. A small boy in Lancaster wants Vinny. Is this your way of getting him off me and then sticking him in a blender? You send Vinny up in the post, mate. Send it to my house because obviously we don't want to put out Douglas's address. So you you send um, you send that up to me. I'll look after Vinny and I'll make sure he gets up to Douglas safely. You know what's what amazing is Vinny van der Vee is the Buzz Lightyear of 2021. He's the Furby. <laughs> This is what the kids want. Vinnie van der Veek could be Christmas 2021's hot toy. I'm amazed, given your preference for a 90s reference, that you didn't go for Turbo Man there. Turbo um, Man? I've got to get to my son a Turbo Man. Vinnie van der Veek? <laughs> <laughs> he listens to it on a podcast. Where the hell was that from? <laughs> I hear all about it on your podcast. <laughs> Um, kids want Vinnie van der Veen. What? Well, what a vote of confidence that is. One one child in particular wants Vinnie. And, and who are we at the Comedians Playing FBL podcast not to make that dream come true? Douglas's dad, you are going to be getting, I can tell you. The problem is now, because I bought it off the internet, I can't actually mm. remember. I can't type Vinnie van der Veen into. <laughs> <laughs> what, oh, what's that website? Puppetsforlonelymen.com. 
Right, okay. Just if you type in Vinny Van Der Veek to Amazon, by the way, just Veek comes up, which is uh, the waxing. <laughs> Ladies. Oh, I tell you what. Idea for a forfeit. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot of like torso hair. Yeah, the loser this week has to veet a section of their body. <laughs> yeah, a Vinnie Van right, Veet. Then. Should we specify um, rather than because obviously we'll need to put a picture out, so it can't be that area. But shall we say? Imagine it was. <laughs> just sent a picture of a really clean pair of balls. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> what 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 should we say is the area um the size of a Christmas card or an A4 Ooh. sheet of paper or oh, no because that's something like, smaller? Well, I think a CD case. A CD. All right, so the loser this week has to and I'll say you what Leave the bit in the middle so it looks like you've left a CD on and it's burnt through your skin. But like a CD so, case, so that's square size, I mean. You can't... All right, no, no, let's do a CD. Let's do like a round area with a little bit of hair in the middle. Is that possible with me? You know me? what? I, but John. John. I am very hairy. And <laughs> yeah? I think we may have covered it on here. I do have eczema. I mean, this could really... Okay. Do... Well, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what then, I shall make you this deal. If Veet is too dangerous, for because you do have eczema and I don't want, you know, as much as I love your misery and pain, I want it to be emotional, not physical. Yeah. If Veet, you look at it and you think that's too dangerous, it will allow you to simply shave um, a CD-shaped section of your body. Okay, thank you. And you can do that with a razor and cream, or you can just pluck them out with tweezers, whatever you like. But if it's you... If it's um, me, I'm going to veet myself, mate. Yeah, you've got to wax. Don't you worry about that. And another area I'm going to veet as well. Go on. Just above my... <laughs> 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 so, and the small of my back, um, I have a sort of what I can only describe as an area of sort of a tuft of hair that looks mm. like a sort of rabbit's tail. And I've always hated it. Oh, and hang always... on a second. You're just using this to just have a wash. Self-improvement. Yeah, that's not... I shall do a before and after picture of my rabbit's tail. Well, where do you want it? Where do you want me to veet? Your belly or something that's going to hurt in a thigh. I thought veet didn't hurt, though. I thought that's the point. Oh, yeah. I was just hair removal. I thought it was going to be like hot wax strips. All right, I'll veet my my lower torso. Yeah, that's what I get. Between my boobies and my belly button. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Deal. I don't know why I've said it so coquettishly. Okay, you like that? Yeah. yeah I, mean, I don't know why I'm even speculating. It's not going to be me. It's thirteen two. Um, it's going to be you. But it's going to be me. It's fun to speculate. Now we have to decide who this week's star listener is. John, are you channeling anything? Is anything coming to you? Yeah, I think we should dedicate this week's show to anybody who, on a weekly basis, shaves their entire body. Anyone out there who's absolutely smooth as a baby's bottom from head to toe? Yeah. Could be a few out there. Do you think we've got any swimmers listening? Any models? Yeah. Or I bet we have. Like body hair. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe you just, um, you just like the feel of it. Um, yeah. Email us in if you're smooth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'd be such a terrible pervert. 
<laughs> really yeah. bad at it. That's all we've got time for this week. The next podcast will be out on Tuesday, the 14th of December, just before the next set of midweek fixtures. And we will be joined by Man vs. Food host and fan of Tottenham Hotspurs, Adam Richmond. Oh, very exciting. Remember to send us forfeit ideas, news stories, questions, thoughts, feelings, vibes, just whatever is going on in your life. <laughs> Tweet us at ComediansFPL or email us hello at cpfpl.com. We're also now on Instagram. Look at us. Search for Comedians Playing FPL. We're on Facebook at ComediansFPL. And for the love of God in your own body, share, subscribe, leave us a good review. Come on, man. We're doing a lot of effort. And any extra advice you'd like to give me on the side, tweet me at Matt Ford. Bye. Bye.